Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Thanks for downloading the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast. Here on this podcast, we listen to sermons from our pastor, Philip Koontz. This is a sermon from March 14th of 21, and is entitled, The End of the Rainbow. We invite you to visit us here at Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church on 310 Randolph Road, right here in Kansas City, just right around Claycomo, sort of near Worlds of Fun off of 435. Come on in. Sunday school begins at 9.30, regular worship begins at 11. And make sure you say hello to Pastor Philip, or hey, find me in the back. I'll be the one running the live stream. But without further ado, here's Pastor Philip with End of the Rainbow. Let's now turn to the book of 2 Peter. 2 Peter, chapter 1, in fact. And as we do this, we're going to read verses 1 through 10. No, I lie, I'm sorry, 2 through 10. So it's not 10 verses, it's 9 verses. I know you was worried. That's 10 verses. We can't read 10 verses. Well, I, I helped you then. Minus 1, it's only 9. Let's <laughs> say a whole verse. Okay, let's all please... Stand in honor of the reading of his word, if you can. Okay. Second Peter, chapter 1, verses 2 through 10, says this. And it says it so well, as Peter does. He says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to the life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and excellence, by which he has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, so that through these things you might become partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. For this reason, make every effort to add virtue to your faith and to your virtue, knowledge, and to your knowledge, self-control, and to your self-control, patient endurance, and to your patient endurance, godliness, and to your godliness, brotherly kindness, and to your brotherly kindness, love. For if these things reside in you and abound, they ensure that you will neither be useless nor unfruitful in the knowledge of of our God. Lord Jesus Christ. 
But the one who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted because he has not forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, diligently make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. It is this time of year, even though it's all rainy outside and murky and things like that, believe it or not, it's this time of year the spring starts to come. And if it weren't for the raininess, we'd never get spring-like weather, believe it or not. So therefore, it's okay that it looks like this. And I know it feels gross. I know they're talking about frost and all that. I know all that. I, I know what the weather says. We're praying and hoping the weather's wrong. We're praying and hoping they're incorrect. But it is springtime, believe it or not. And it's this time of year that they talk about the luck of the Irish. Aye, they do. And it's this Wednesday that they're having what they call the uh, St. Patrick today. And it's because of St. Patrick, who was a Christian, it was, they say, no, he's Catholic. No, he's a Christian as well. And it says that St. Patrick ran out the, the snakes. That's what the tales tell us, right? But you know why they say that? Because the snake was the symbol, a symbol of the cultic beliefs, the cultic Celtic uh, beliefs. It was a cultic religion. And these false religions, they would worship uh, Satan, so to speak, even though they might have used different names. This was the symbol that they would use. And so therefore, what St. Patrick did, Patrick ran out all the false religions, the false beliefs. He ran them out and he brought in Christianity and he told them what was really the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why St. Patrick's Day is important. It is important now. You, it's not important in the sense that like Easter is important, but it's important in the sense that there a man was teaching about the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is why it's important. And usually I don't preach about or teach about or talk about St. Patrick's Day, but I am in this case for another reason. Now, when people get around St. Patrick's Day, people a lot of times celebrate Ireland and they celebrate other things that they probably should not. But there's other lots of fun things that people do. They wear green like your pastor is at the moment. I like St. Patrick's Day. Uh, people like to talk about uh, leprechauns, you know, and when I stand next to most of you, I feel like I'm around them. But that being said, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> People have a lot of fun with this uh, this fun day, and when they think of leprechauns, they think of gold, they think of treasure, they think of the end of the rainbow, and that is the title of today's sermon, The End of the Rainbow. No, 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 no. I promise you this sermon is not about leprechauns. I promise you that, even though it might be close to home for some, it's not about leprechauns, it's not about the uh, that kind of thing. It is, however, about a pot of gold, so to speak. But we'll get to that a little bit later. It's about the end of the rainbow. The end of the rainbow. Now, this, of course, is legend. This myth. It's about fiction and the tall tales that people tell. At the end of the rainbow, of course, according to legend, there's a pot of gold. You know about that, the crock of gold. Everybody would like to find the crock of gold and be wealthy and rich. And it wasn't that long ago we spoke about being wealthy and rich. We had a sermon about being wealthy, about having all of that. That's not necessarily what today is about. It's not about that. Not really. But we know that finding the crock of gold was supposed to be very, very, very hard to do. It was hard to find. It was nearly impossible to find the crock of gold. People would follow the rainbow. And if you went to the end of the rainbow, you'd find that crock of gold. Sometimes you find the leprechaun, so to speak. 
and you get wishes, but we're not going to talk about that either. We're talking about following the rainbow, getting to the end of the rainbow. Some people wanted to find that wonderful, impossible thing to find at the end of the rainbow, the crock of gold. The unattainable, unachievable thing that so many people wanted to find. Well, remember what Jesus says. He says this in Luke 12, 34. For where your treasure is, there your heart be also. That's what Jesus Christ says. Where your treasure is, your heart be also. We need to remember that. You know, when we think of a rainbow, we know what the Bible has a rainbow in it. We know about that. But when we see a rainbow nowadays, when we see a rainbow anywhere, we think of other things. And it's a shame. And I have to talk about it because it is what it is. When we see a rainbow nowadays, a rainbow, usually when you hear it nowadays, a rainbow has been tainted. A rainbow has been tainted, and why are we surprised? A rainbow has been tainted, just like God's Word gets tainted all the time. From the beginning of time, so to speak, God's Word has been tainted. God's truth gets tainted. Just about everything of the Lord gets tainted. Everything God creates gets tainted. And where does it get tainted from? Satan. Satan. He taints everything. Satan is the one who taints everything God creates through his lies, through his misleading. That's what Satan does. Now, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Well, we know that the symbol of the rainbow, we know what it originally stood for. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But the symbol of the rainbow nowadays represents in the eyes of the world the, we'll say, the treasure of freedom in their minds, the lifestyle choices, the lifestyle choices when they see that. They think it's a lifestyle choices. They think of lifestyle choices, gay rights. They think of the LGB, it used to be, then LGBTQ, and now LGBTQIA, <laughs> LGBTQIA, TMNT, NXT, XYZ. They go on and on and keep adding letters before long. It's just going to be the entire ABC. It's going to be everything. They might as well just add it all in. Because I don't know how many more they need to add on except for this. It might as well be called the L-I-E of D-E-V-I-L because that's what it is. It's the lies of Satan. And that's a shame. And please understand what I'm saying to you. We're not talking about hating people. That's not what this is about. We know this already. I get so sick and tired of people saying, oh, but I love everybody. I love everyone too, but I don't love the devil. I don't like the lies of the devil. I don't love the lies of Satan. I hate Satan, in fact. The only one that's okay to hate. I hate him with all my heart and soul. I hate him. But I love the Lord, and I love the people, and I'm not going to lie to them. I love them so much, I'm not going to lie to you. And that's why I say this to you. If you are following the treasures of freedom you need to follow it all the way. Don't follow the end of the rainbow, which is a lie. Don't follow that rainbow because it's a lie. Let's, let's take a look through look at that. That's not treasures of freedom. That's treasures of sin. That's what that is. But let me look into that all the way. People say this is of natural truth. It's not natural. You're not born that way. That's an emotion. And that is a lie of Satan. But when you're taught that that's true, you think it's true. And I understand that. Well, let's take a look. Some people will also say that this is in the Bible, that, that, that it's okay to be that way. That's not what the Bible says. But a lot of people tell you that. I even was looking up different uh, scriptures. And to be completely honest with you, I got really angry <laughs> to see that there are some pastors and ministers not only preaching that it is of God, but it's in the Bible that it's of God. 
not only did I want to get in the flesh and find them in person and wrestle many of them, to be honest, I wanted to tell them that they are not being used of God, but of someone else. And we know who I'm talking about. The one I just mentioned, Satan. Because they are being used of Satan to preach and teach lies. That's not of God. How can you teach the exact opposite of what the Bible says and being used of God? <laughs> the Bible, in fact, talks that there one day there will be people who say they're the, use, them being used of God and teach the exact opposite of God. It talks about that. Either way, let's take a look at what the Bible says about this. This symbol of a rainbow that is not of God. Uh, it says, you shall not lie with a man as, does, as one does with a woman. It's an abomination. Where is that found, Pastor? That's not in the Bible. Yes, it is. It's Leviticus. Leviticus 18.22. It also talks about Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. It's talking about the sentence of those at the time. And oh, But wait a minute, that's Old Testament. That doesn't matter, they say. And so this was the law to the Israelites. So that was just the law. That was just the rules for the people at the time. That's what God said to them at that time. Okay, but here's the deal. That is true that that was a law to them. But God wasn't just talking about a law to the people of the land. That was also a rule that God had to the people that he made. So we're not just talking about a law at that land, but also the way God made things. And we can see this also in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians. God talks about it again through Paul when he says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. It says, Neither the sexually immoral, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you. I want to explain such were, such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, by the Spirit of God. In other words, you were once sinners, but you are now forgiven. Don't continue to live that way. Now, some people look at the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, and they say, yeah, but later on they added the word homosexual. Okay, I don't believe that, but let's say that that's true. Then what about Romans? Romans chapter 1, verse 24 through 28. It speaks about it again, and it mentions how it is wrong. It says, Therefore, God gave them up to the uncleanness through the lust of their hearts to dishonor their own bodies among themselves. And he's talking about the fact that they're, they're false gods there. It says they turned the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them the dishonor, dishonorable passions. Their women exchanged the natural function for what is against nature. Likewise, the men leaving the natural function of the woman, burned in their lust toward one another, men with men, doing which is shameful, and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not proper. So these are things that God finally just says, if you're not going to follow me, if you're not going to follow my way, it's not that God says it's okay. He says, you're not going to do it? Go on. And the things I'm saying now are not popular. They're not fun. You're saying God doesn't love them. That's not what I said. He doesn't love what you're doing. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you. By the way, if you're not caught on, he's not just talking to homosexuals. He's talking to people who are living sexually impure. He's talking to people who are liars, people who are adulterers, people who are living in all sorts of impure ways to all sinners. So we need to quit living in sin. 
All of us, liars, filthy people, all of us, quit living filthy. Oh, but that doesn't mean that we can't quit, keep living that way. No, it means we need to quit doing those things, every bit of them, all of us. And we most certainly need to quit using that rainbow as that symbol. We need to definitely quit doing that. But Jesus never said anything about it. Well, first of all, he lived by the law. He fulfilled that law. And listen to what he says here in Mark 10, 6 through 9. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh, so they are no longer two but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. He is God. Of course he's going to agree with God. He is God. Yes, absolutely. It talks about in Jude verse 7, which we're not going to go to. And yes, we are to love everyone, not their sin. Whether it be homosexual, heterosexual, a lot of people are chasing the sin. They're chasing that pot of sinful gold. And it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. They're chasing not gold. Fool's gold. Fool's gold. If you know what fool's gold is, you know what fool's gold is. I think even as a kid, we see fool's gold. We think it was real. It's not real. It's not real. Not real at all. It's real. But it's really foolish because it's not real gold. It's not worth what we think it's worth. It's a trap. And fool's gold, in this sense, uh, leads to destruction. Leads to destruction. Sin leads to destruction. Incidentally, this is not a sermon against homosexuality. It's not. This is a sermon speaking about going to the end of the rainbow. And I say all this to you to say we need to be careful about this symbol of a rainbow that looks like it's leading to gold, that's leading to false gold, false treasures. I only mention this because we know what everyone thinks of when they see a rainbow. And to be completely honest with you, because of that, every time I see a rainbow, I almost get sick to my stomach. And I'm not talking about a real rainbow. I saw a real rainbow just a couple of weeks ago, two of them, in fact, together, and I thought it was beautiful. But when I see the symbol of rainbow, I almost always go, Ugh. and I say that just because, not because I, hate homosexuals, I get tired of having the, the symbolism and the lies of Satan shoved down my throat all the time. I hate what it's doing to them. Sending people to hell when they don't need to go to hell. Sending lies to the children of this world when they don't need to be lied to. Saying that people are created this way when they're not created this way. I'm tired of the lies of Satan. I'm tired of the symbol of a rainbow being lied to people. And I'm not going to lie for the devil ever ever you hear me world not gonna do it oh but you're not being nice <laughs> the devil's not being nice and we are liars if we go with the world on this and if there are any preachers watching this right now if you're preaching that god created people gay you are gonna have to answer a lot to the lord you're gonna have to answer to the lord you liar and i rebuke you in the name of jesus christ I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ for preaching and teaching lies in the name of the Lord God. You will answer for it. You will answer for it. Not to me. Not to me. But he, to the Lord. I rebuke you. 1 Timothy 4.8 For the bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable in all things, holding promise for the present life and also for life to come. And I say this because of this. When we give in to sin, it feels good for a time. 
feels good for a time. Sexual sin, greed, gluttony. Oh, I know about gluttony. You give in to it, it feels good for a time. Just for a time. But guess what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Because then you feel bad. You feel bad after. It's not worth it. That rainbow you're following, that false rainbow, as we're going to call it from now, by the way, false rainbows. Anytime I say, oh, it's a false rainbow there. Anytime you follow the false rainbow, you find the, the uh, fool's gold. And you don't want to follow the, to the fool's gold. Don't do it, folks. Don't follow fool's gold to the treasure of sin. Don't you do it. Don't do it now. But this happened once before, see? It happened once before a long time ago. The same sin treasure of the world happened in the days of Noah. Back in that world, it was not the way of God. It was vile. And God said, enough. He said, enough. And God called for something for the first time. He called for a reboot. He called for a reboot. Now, you may not know what a reboot is, but if you've ever been on a computer, sometimes you have to reboot things. You have to get the whole system going again. It's a reboot. It's a do-over. And God had a call for do-over with the flood. Now, if you're ever a fan of, of a franchise, you know, type of movies or TV show or something, and they mess up royally with a bad director or something, uh, or bad writer, they sometimes have to do a do-over. If you bring out a horrible Batman film with Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, you sometimes have to start over again, and they have to completely do-over with different actors and everything else. It's a do-over. And this is, they call it a, a complete do-over. They call it uh, a reboot. That's what they call it. They do it all the time now. Why? Because they know they can make a lot of money. So God, he decided that he was going to have a reboot, a reboot to the world. And that's what he did. He chose Noah and his family. You know all about it. And that's what they did. He had a reboot. He called for a reboot. And in doing so, and in doing so, God made the rainbow promise. The original rainbow was the rainbow promise. That is what the rainbow really means. It's the rainbow promise and a covenant. It is a covenant. A covenant is a very important thing to the Lord God. A covenant and a promise from the Lord God. A rainbow promise. And let's read that together. Genesis chapter 9, 8 through 16. And this is what it says. Again, God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him saying, As for me, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that comes out of the ark, every beast of the earth, I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Then God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I am making between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. When I bring a cloud over the earth, the rainbow will be seen in the cloud. When then I will be, excuse me, then I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters will never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. Number 16, the rainbow will appear in the cloud. and I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature 
of all flesh that is on the earth. Isn't that a beautiful covenant that God made for us? God always keeps his promises, correct? Now you may think, but I've seen floods. <laughs> not of the whole earth you haven't. You've not seen floods of the whole earth. It will never flood the entire earth ever again. Okay, so, but wait a minute. There's still sin on the earth. Aha, uh-huh, that's right. There is still sin on the earth. That's right. So because of that, we said how God rebooted everything. He chose the man that he saw the most righteous at the time. They weren't perfect. Noah wasn't perfect. And God knew that. But he chose Noah, who was the most perfect of what he had. He chose Noah. That's what he did. So instead of rebooting from without, talking about flooding the whole earth, instead of rebooting from without, God now reboots from within. God says, I will no longer flood the entire earth and kill the people from the whole earth. So from instead of rebooting from without, I'm going to reboot from within. I'm going to reboot and destroy, kill, in other words, the old man. I'm going to no longer flood that and destroy the man out there. I'm going to destroy the man from within here. So God comes in and floods and destroys the old man from within our hearts. That's what he does now. God had already in motion before that because he talked about it, didn't he? He talked about it in Genesis. He talked about that he was going to send his son. He spoke about that with his son. But now he has it in motion. He through Noah. So let's take a look at what he does here. Well, first of all, let me read this to you. First, uh, second Peter, excuse me, second Peter three, nine. The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient with us because he does not want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. God has everything in time perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. You know, as a kid, I'd sometimes be very, very hungry. Oh, you can't imagine that, a guy like me. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I wish mom would hurry up with that food. I wish mom would just hurry up and get supper done already. Come on, ma, hurry up. But mom would take her time and get things cooked so slow. And I was like, chop, 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 chop. I never said this, by the way, because if I go chop, 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 she go chop, chop, chop. So I never did that. But here's the thing. So many times we chop, chop, chop at God. But praise the Lord God, he didn't chop, chop back. He's perfectly patient. He has things ready in his own time. But we want the gold at the end of the rainbow right, right now. God has everything perfectly timed. He knew what was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. We talked about it. Even the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve did the thing. He knew, and he had it perfectly timed. He had it perfectly timed. Listen to what happens here. From Noah, he brought his son Shem. Later on, he gave us Abraham, who was originally Abram. Then he brought Abraham's son Isaac. From Isaac, he gave us Jacob, also known as Israel. Uh, then we have Judah. From Judah, which came from Isaac, of course, or from Israel, I mean, Judah, I mean, Jacob, who's known as Israel, he gave us Judah. I'm going to get this right. I'm going to. I'm patient. <laughs> and then from Judah, later on, God brought us David. From David, later on, way later on, I believe it was about 16 generations. I could be wrong about that exactly. But 
I believe it was 16 generations later. few generations later, we'll say, on one side of the family, God brought us Joseph. And on the other side of the family line, he brought us the third cousin of Joseph, Mary, who was the mother of Jesus. Jesus, who's the true gold. Jesus, who is the covenant. Jesus, who was of the promises, he was the one. He is the one at the end of the rainbow. He is the promise kept, the covenant kept at the end of the rainbow. He is the one who we won't call it pot, we'll call it the manger at the end of the rainbow. He's the one that we could have in our heart even today. He's the one. He's the promise kept. He's the one at the end of the rainbow. He's the true goal, the true treasure at the end of the rainbow. You can't get any better than Jesus. You just can't. And you won't. People say, ah, but I can get so much here on earth. Ah, but it's going to falter. It's going to fall to the wayside. But Jesus never has and never will. Oh, but he died and rose again. Ah, but he's gone and he's coming back. And ah, he's still alive now. He's just in heaven and he's also me. And he's in you. If you have him and if you'll have him today. You want something at the end of the rainbow? If you're looking for a pot of gold, you're never going to find it. Not really. But if you want the true pot of gold, the true treasure, then find Jesus. He's waiting for you. And if you have him, be glad because you found a pot of gold that will never stop. It'll never, ever stop. It'll never stop. Jesus said this to the woman one time in John 11, 25 to 26. He said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me Though he may die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And I ask the same thing. Do you believe this? We are often tested. And I ask you, what is at the end of your rainbow? What is at the end of your rainbow? When we're tested, we need to ask this question. Where does your heart's treasure lay? Does your heart's treasure lay in the world or with the Lord? You know, when I was a kid, I remember my grandmother had these balance, these scales. And I remember going and playing with them all the time down at the farm, we used to call it, at Pappinsville. And I remember this, these scales, they were neat looking. Uh, on one side, you put something and on another side you put it, uh, something else and you see what weighed more that's how they used to see what was worth more be the gold or something else lead or whatever you'd see what was worth more gold or whatever and i can see people balancing what means more to them nothing is more than jesus it may seem like it's more to you now but in the end you don't have to answer to the people of this world you have to answer the lord jesus christ be balanced with what you have. Be balanced with what means more to you. Because you can get all the gold of this world, but if at the end of your rainbow you don't have Jesus Christ, your scale is going to fall over. Fall over because it's imbalanced. You need to make sure at the end of the rainbow, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you're going to burn. And you don't want that. You need to make sure you're tested. Remember, 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 God tests. God tests. Satan tempts. And Satan is tempting us all. 
to go to the wrong rainbow and get the fool's gold. And that's not what we need. That's not what we need. Proverbs 17.3 says, The refining pot is for silver, and the furnace is for gold, but the Lord tries the hearts. He's trying our hearts today to see where our heart lies. 1 Peter 1.7 In the order of the genuineness of your faith, which is more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tried by fire, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4.7 says it this way, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the excellency of the power being from God and not from ourselves. We should be so thrilled to know that we have true treasure. At the end of the rainbow, I'm glad to say that the treasure we have is not from something that we can find on our own, but through the Lord God and through his word. It's through Jesus Christ. That's what the end of my rainbow. I'm far from perfect. I make many, many mistakes. And you know, to all the people of this world, maybe some want to, maybe some not, but I know this. Rather it be people who've chosen a lifestyle that Satan has misled them to, I love you. I love you very much. It may seem like I don't. I do. I don't want Satan's lies to keep you lying to yourself. And I don't want you going to fool's gold thinking you found happiness because of some emotional fabrication that you've heard from a quote-unquote doctor or from the devil. But I do know this. God loves you more than you'll ever know. And I love you too. I would never mistreat you. But I know one thing. Just because it may feel good for the now doesn't mean that it's the truth. <laughs> Let me tell you, I lied to myself many, many times whether it be overeating, whether it be being with someone I shouldn't be with. And I can tell you one thing, that's not truly gold, that's fool's gold. And it leads to destruction. And I can also tell you this, what you really need to do is follow God and follow his word. That leads to truth. Christ is the truth. That is what we need to find at the end of our rainbow. Something that will lead us to truth. Something that will lead us to happiness, true happiness that will never lead us, never leave us. Never forsake us. That is what we need to find. Not something that will lead us to destruction. And I say this to you because I don't want you to believe that I have hatred towards anybody except for the one who's lying to you. Satan. One last thing I say to you today before we go to the Lord in prayer. 2 Corinthians 7.1 since we have these promises, and remember, God never breaks a promise, ever, never did, never will. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Let us all bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, as we come to you, we praise your holy we know, Lord God, that we're far from perfect. We know that we make mistakes. And we know sometimes, Lord, we've been misled to the false rainbows of this world, false rainbows of sin. And we know sometimes that we go after fool's gold of the flesh. And we pray right now, we will no longer follow this. We pray that at the end of the rainbow, we will no longer follow things that will lead to destruction. 
but Lord, that we will follow your rainbow that leads to construction as the Lord Jesus Christ waits for us to help us to be built up, not torn down. To be built up in the spirit, not torn down in the flesh. We pray, Lord God, that you, Lord Jesus Christ, will build us up. We pray that you will show us what needs to be given unto you. They will show us what needs to be changed. Show us, Lord God, every single day, rebuild our life with you. Lord God, we pray that you will help us, Lord, to show love towards all people, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you will help us with wisdom in your word, that we will be able to apply it to our lives every single day. We pray this in your holy, precious name. We pray, Lord, for dedication to you. We praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you.